0: Hello, Internet. You're listening to Genius Cast with Scott and Mike. I'm Scott. He's Mike. How you doing, Mike? All good.
1: Ready to continue talking about some genius?
0: Yeah, that's what I like to hear when we're doing Genius Cast. Not most other times. Well, most, I'll talk about it, but yeah, yeah, every I, I so talk often, about it, most people uh, can't talk about it on the level you can, Mike. So this is a very special treat for me. That's that's just thoughtful of you, Scott.
1: And yeah, I gotta say, day to day, I do not say that phrase very often. But in this setting, it actually makes sense. So let's do it.
0: For those of you who are not familiar with what we're doing, this, we are going to be talking about episode two of season one of The Genius, and this, this episode of our podcast will contain spoilers only through those first two episodes of season one, so if you are not caught up through the, to this point, four seasons of The Genius, no worries, as long as you've seen episodes one and two, this is the podcast for you.
1: That's right. No spoilers. We're not going to tell you that the Gangnam Style guy shows up and wins the whole season. Oh, damn it. I screwed it. I promise not to do that again. But anyway, you'll be good to go. That's right.
0: Season one remains unspoiled. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at whoisscottgreen. You are at Michael Botta, B-O-T-T-A. Send us your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your um, death threats to Mike only.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Or, or new logos if you have a new fancier logo for us. Oh we'll take God. it.
0: That'd be great. Yeah, we, we got to catch up to the uh, Dom and Colin logo. Yeah, they have a great one. That's the best logo in podcasting. That doesn't have Rob Sesternino's face on it. <laughs> you could like add Rob's face into that, uh, that, that handsome mug. Then you, you really got
1: some. Oh, yeah. Well, that would be perfection. But as it is, it's still pretty good. Yeah. Uh,
0: right. You can put it in ours, right? Is his face copywritten?
1: No, let's just put it on and find out. We have, no, we have nothing to do with RHAP, but we'll slot it in anyway.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, what if it's like a photo mosaic? Is that protected? It could be photos of us mosaic to look like Rob's... How many, how many <laughs> listeners does he have? He has a... I, don't, I don't care. We don't get paid per listener.
1: We get paid we don't. We, in fact, pay. don't get paid at all. We
0: didn't ask so. for money. Damn it.
1: Oh, I knew we were doing something wrong. This has podcasting. been the
0: final episode of Genius Cast
1: with Scott and Mike. I was Scott with right. Mike. We will. We do have some Herbalife memberships to sell you, though, starting next week. So get excited!
0: Yeah, uh, Ben Carson uh, is is three tiers above us. So every <laughs> sale we make, he gets a chunk.
1: For our non-American listeners, just take our word for it.
0: <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, so we're gonna do the spoiler warning. Let's talk about episode two. Uh, we give you the Twitter handles, uh, uh, Reddit. Yep, uh, Reddit. Uh, the Reddit slash r slash the genius um, shouldn't be spoilers in the in the thread title. So you can. Uh, We'll post the podcast and you can comment on it. I believe there are other set threads for each episode. I don't know if those have a lot of comments on them because the the Reddit came up during season four, I believe. And of course, the Dom and Colin podcast is awesome. So you should listen to that if you like reality TV uh, and all their genius stuff is labeled. So you won't be spoiled uh, without solid warning. So give us a shout out. Shout out right back, Dom and Colin. Enjoy the like three or four listeners we send your way.
1: (laughs) I have to catch up on their marathon uh, survivor season thirty one podcast, which I'm sure is gonna be great. So I did will you check see their out their week.
0: season uh, the podcast with Spencer from before he went out to I saw months.
1: they did it. I saw they did it. I haven't listened to that one yet either. I'm gonna I'm you gonna could. start with the 31 recap. I like all Dom and Collins stuff, so I'm sure they're the, gonna be fun.
0: The most fun part is they're talking about Vetus, and then Spencer like abruptly has to hang up the call. And when they pick it up later, like they didn't lose their train of thought, and they talked about Vetus for a long time. And uh, that was really interesting because that's something like you, you talk about Jeremy or or Tasha or the people who made it far in the game, and you who knows how things develop or who might be around or whatever. But knowing who your early targets are is a clear thing, and like that, this was clearly that, Vetus was someone that these people had their eye on. It's it's very interesting. I recommend it. Dom and Colin do a great job, and uh, Spencer is always very insightful. So that was good. I recommend it. All right, very the cool. genius.
1: Let's do it. Let's I talk about say, game talking game. about uh, episode two. One, a couple of interesting things of note here. First. Uh, it's the first episode that has what is the default uh, genius intro, which is that you see people come into the genius arena either one at a time or two at a time uh, and have little conversations that develop as small groups are forming along the way. Uh, it's going to be a fun part of the show that you'll see uh, in pretty much every episode, season in and season out, and it'll flow into the, uh, the theme song each time, but be on the lookout for that. It's, it's a fun part of the show. You get to see some banter between the contestants before the game actually gets started. And oftentimes, it's where alliances are made or broken, so there's a lot going on there.
0: It's also the first appearance in this episode of Extreme Ways, the Moby song, that uh, you will hear again on The Genius.
1: Oh, yeah, and you're going to love it. It's, it's great.
0: Uh, but I, th- I think we're bearing the lead here. The lead being, down goes Minceo, a uh, huge player, uh, favorite to win the, um, to, um,
1: to, au- auctioneer things, yeah. to auctioneer things. Yeah. Favorite to auctioneer things. There was an uh,
0: auctioneer. If there was an auctioneer game, she would have, uh, she would have probably, um, she probably still would have done poorly.
1: Yeah. I, you got to think Jimmy child would have told her it's simple and that would have been it. Uh, yep. She goes down. Um, not, not a great two episodes for Minceo A.O. Through her genius career here. At no, this but
0: mercy, mercy It does not continue for a third episode of her fluttering around, not knowing what's happening. That's right.
1: Is it, is a rough one for her.
0: This, by the way, uh, on a tangent, does she look like to you the the poker player Annie Duke?
1: Huh. Uh, I I'd have to go back and look. I know what Annie Duke looks like, but in my head right now, I'm not seeing it.
0: I couldn't get that thought out of my head. This is like 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 game show Annie Duke. Well, I guess game show Annie Duke was on The Apprentice, but that's right. You know what I mean?
1: Nah, I hear you. I'm gonna go look at a picture of that after this is over.
0: Sure. Yeah. For, for, what, about 15 minutes? <laughs> <Try> <laughs> Different sort of pictures. Just <laughs> well, stare in, figure it out. All right. Um, yeah, so so we come in, like you said, everyone's standing around the table. They're all they're all commiserating about last week, uh, talking about the, the Garnet heist that they all know at this point that Sangman got Jinho's Garnet and got it to Minseo who used it to bribe Jinho to keep
1: Minseo in the game. Yeah, and they pretty much figured it out based on something that Scott mentioned last week, which is that your little name tag has an updated ticker, of how many garnets you have, and right away everyone notices. Wait a minute, Minseo has two, Jinho has one. How is that even possible? And now everybody figures it out. The jig is up. Sangmin admits <laughs> what his part was in this one. Um, I, I think it's funny because later there's a moment where someone's going to say to Sangmin like, "Sangmin, you didn't really do much of anything in the first episode, did you?" And he'll go, "I, I did some stuff. I did some <laughs> stuff." And it's a good reminder that you know he played a big part in the the end game of how this episode turns out. Sangman created man in his
0: image in episode one. In the <laughs> beginning there was Sangman. So, uh, so yeah, that's the talk of the week and we get into the theme music and it's time to learn about the election game, the election
1: game. Absolutely. And I'd say this is a, a particularly interesting one when it comes to faction building, because uh, the episode is really just going to be a pure vote when it comes down to it. Uh, everyone's going to get an opportunity to designate themselves as a candidate. Um, the winning candidate, whoever gets the most votes in the election, is going to be your winner for the week. Um, but can you remind me, Scott, I don't remember actually, is it just anyone who doesn't win who is a candidate goes to the death match, or did they say specifically that second place is who goes to the death match?
0: Well, the, the losing, uh, one of the candidates who does not uh, withdraw becomes the elimination candidate, and then they pick the other elimination candidate in this game.
1: Right, but let's say that there had been sort of three candidates up when it came to the actual vote.
0: Right, Right. yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't remember. The would have picked? I mean, that's generally how it works in those situations where there's not one clear loser is that the winner decides which of the potential losers
1: is the loser. Right, But and in this case, it doesn't even matter. We end up with just two candidates up for election when it call comes down to it. It's Chang Yap and Yuram and we'll get to it, but Chang Ya pulls it out with lots and twists and turns to get us there. Yeah, uh, but Essentially, the way it works is you get to designate up front, would you like to be a candidate or not? Uh, there are going to be a couple of polls along the way to give people an idea of where things stand, uh, real or otherwise. Uh, and then you have a chance, whenever you like, really, to drop out of the race leading up until when time expires and the actual final vote is going to happen.
0: Yeah. Uh, and uh, again, one of the key things is because only the winner's chips get exchanged for Garnets. Uh, it's, it's important to be part of the winning coalition, to have your hand in that pie. And what we wind up seeing, ultimately, is that uh, not only are the chips valuable, but of course the, the winning candidate is going to be safe from elimination and can designate one other, people to be, one other person to be safe from elimination. So essentially, in addition to however many Garnets uh, you're able to give away via the chips, you're also able to give away two immunities as, as prizes, however you structure your team as like Gura set up his team where he was not the candidate. He didn't want the immunity. He just wanted the Garnets.
1: Yeah, so a lot to play with in terms of tools to help you negotiate. Uh, And pretty much I'll guarantee that you're going to end up with many more Garnets in the pool at the end of this episode because every one of those chips for one candidate is definitely going to be turned into a Garnet.
0: Right, we're dumping 20 Garnets in the game no matter what happens. And some some games kind of work like that. Uh, Last week, we had a game that kind of worked like that, right? The winner got a Garnet we had two winners, so two garnets into the game. But right. the, uh, but yeah, this week, no matter what happens, you're you're dumping exactly twenty garnets into the prize pool. Sometimes, the garnets uh, come into the game based on how people play cooperatively or competitively. So sometimes, what's good for you might be bad for the group because your win means fewer garnets into the game, or
1: or whatever. Yep, but this is an easy one. There are going to be this many garnets that come in, and, and that's what it is, regardless of
0: get your how it plays out. Come yeah, get bad on garnets if you can. Yep.
1: So that that's the name of the game. It's basically be on the winning side, get as many of those Garnets that are coming in as possible, and don't be a losing candidate.
0: This this episode felt a little bit like the usual suspects to me because nothing in the story that we're seeing the entire episode really means very much until the end when it turns out that Gura was just like reading names off a of bulletin board. Yeah, they,
1: this is another one that has that sort of uh, teed-up reveal early on in the episode where they tell you something is going to happen later, We're going to censor it a bit, so you're not going to know exactly what it is, but uh, it's not seven and who's in the box. Instead, it is what's on the note. So we have a note. We see it. We don't know exactly who's involved with it or what it's going to mean, but throughout the episode, we get these callbacks to this note that's going to come up later on in the episode, which is sort of a classic genius maneuver that you'll see throughout the course of the show. Uh, Wacky editing gives you something to wonder about as the episode is going to progress.
0: Yeah, but the thing we're wondering about winds up not mattering that much. I mean, it, I guess it mattered a lot to Yuram and Minseo in the death match. But, you know, like, last last week's twist was, was particularly brilliant because everything we saw still was, like, pretty much on the level. There was, like, one element that we were missing. But in this episode, we were missing, like, The bulk of the story. We were missing the like eighty percent of the story that we wanted to see.
1: Yeah, and and this is really one where they explain at the end of it. But if this had been a linearly edited episode, it would have really ruined it because essentially we uh, wouldn't know about it. Yeah, the outcome was completely decided. You know, well, like in more than an hour before the game actually started, which is why Gura could basically just take naps and generally just slump himself over in a chair for the entirety of the episode because it was locked. Also, because so he doesn't me. have
0: a two-year-old and a three-month-old. But I'm, I'm not complaining.
1: <laughs> Are you saying that if you were on The Genius that you would be using you know these moments for just extra nap time? Uh, go in, build your alliance, guys, and do three don't hours,
0: me. take a nap. don't eliminate me. I need the REM. <laughs> I got a solid three hours here. I can get two cycles
1: in. Let's go for it.
0: <laughs> More election game, please.
1: <laughs> uh, so I'll, when, when we start out here, so the rules get explained, everyone... You know, Jimmy Chao is still calling it simple. Everyone little by little is figuring out that this is going to be about building alliances and figuring out who's aligned with you. Yeah, Jimmy uh, Chao
0: yeah. has his, like, big thing of, like, the this game is impossible to lose, which,
1: <laughs> it's funny. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, but he says all you have to do is just not be greedy. If you're the candidate, don't be greedy. If you try to hold on to 10 chips and, you know, you give 10 away, then you're not going to have enough chips out there to get votes, which is really, again, just, just level one thinking, right? Like, he's... Cha it's after two episodes seems not to be able to get past that like first level of of strategy.
1: Yeah, and even uh, there's a moment here where Jinho calls him out on that, where he says, like, wait a minute, uh, I can easily think at the level that Jimmy Cha is thinking at here so far in the game. Like, this is not amazing thought and when he is, you know, calling the group together and giving them his readout of the ultimate strategy to win. So we we start to get some inkling that Jinho is gonna you know, start playing the game as well. Jimmy Cha might be the teacher, but Jim Ho feels like he can do some teaching too.
0: Yeah, and we actually see some good things from Jim Ho. I mean, he doesn't realize he's being betrayed, but last week where he was completely isolated and, and excluded and cast away from the rest of the players, this week he's got a team. He's, he's, it turns out there are three people he's actually working with, and there's a few more who uh, get along with him well enough to convince him they're working with him.
1: Yeah, and I think he has to recognize that he's in some trouble. Like, Gura... Uh, Sangmin and Pung from last week seem to be out to get him uh, they got his partner but there's no reason to think that they're going to want to work with him here so it, it seems like Jin Ho has said you know what uh, I, I can be a player in this game too I can try to re- recruit my own team I can at least think a little bit so why don't I put myself out there and, and see what comes of it
0: he can be the opposition so uh, again I don't know what that's worth if you have garnets and, or if, I'm sorry if you, if you don't have a lot of garnets which Jin Ho doesn't and you're seen as as a strong player. You're probably not going to get picked. to go to the death match. So Jinho, if you can avoid losing matches, is probably in a in a decent spot. But um, yeah, this is not this is not good to be to have the wool kind of pulled over your eyes again in a, for a second straight week.
1: Yep, that's right. Uh, I, I, we see some of his sort of recruitment and his efforts to build a team. So he he pulls in Uram, and Uram's going to be the candidate. Uh, ultimately he ends up building out what he thinks is a seven-person alliance that includes Pung, who has been giving some hints of saying, you know, I, I don't really want to work with the other guys. I'm not, I'm not one of their sunbays or one of their Hubeys, so I might as well switch teams. Uh, but Jinho rightly is thinking that maybe Pung is not on the level with him. So there, there's some suspicion, uh, but he, he's got some folks who are more clearly aligned with him. Like I mentioned, Yuram is there. Jimmy Cha seems to be a part of it. Minseo feels like she owes him one. So little by little, he starts building up that coalition. Kung Ran. yep, Kung is there. There, there are going to be some tears later as we go. I, are these the first genius tears? Uh, right. uh, I don't know. Were there tears in episode one? I mean, it's either
0: episode one or episode two.
1: Yeah, there might have been. There might, but I don't remember. There, uh, as opposed to uh, women's softball, there is crying in the genius. There will be plenty of it. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, we'll, we will get some tears. Uh, people are are for the most part willing to wear their emotions on their sleeves. Uh, like it's there's no there's no real middle ground. Like either either being completely stoic and not giving anything away, or it's just all on the table.
1: Yeah, over on the uh, Gura side of things, so the Sun Bay chain is still out in full force. We've got Gura working closely with Sangmin, uh, Sinyu getting a lot of attention from. Uh, from Sangmin as well, so the three of them seem locked in. Uh, there's an interesting moment where you know Sungyu has a confessional, and he gets asked, you know, "Do you trust Sangmin?" And he says, "You know, right now, my level of trust in Sangmin, two percent. Two percent trust in Sangmin."
0: Hey, let me just let me just stop you for a second. Is that red wine you're drinking?
1: It is, and that's right. I have my video on; you can see me.
0: You're my you're my hoda Kotb.
1: <laughs> That's right. I told you the podcast. I Wait, no, that makes me myself Kathy. a
0: bottle. No, no, you're Kathy Lee, I guess. If you're drinking some and I'm drinking none right now, then you're the Kathy Lee because you're drinking more than me, right? That's
1: right. Pouring out a bottle. It's after midnight here. If, if there was ever a time All right? To so it's drink
0: morning, which is when Hoda and Kathy Lee drink. So you're late right on.
1: Let's do it. It's pretty good too. Not too bad. Uh, for <laughs> folks who are not watching the video, which is everyone, uh, I'm drinking on the air. So here we go. Yeah. You spilled some on your mic there. <laughs> I hope not. I'm clean. I'm clean.
0: <laughs> it's, it was white before, wasn't it? You're,
1: you're, <laughs> it's bright your red. White
0: screen is bright red. Yeah,
1: that's right. right. Uh, yeah, anyway, so... Let's do so more
0: visual we, gags on the podcast.
1: Of our audio medium. All visual gags from here on out. <laughs> we're doing a lot of pratfalls in the background, you guys. You're, you're missing out.
0: I'm wearing the funniest hat. Right. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, yeah, so some, some of you notes, uh, even though he's working with Sangman right now, level of trust, 2%. 2%. Uh, but we're still, we still get plenty of fun Sangman montages where... The music swells up, and he tell he reminds Seung-gyu that he would never betray him, and you know, as a man of honor in the music industry, we will work together. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, we also find something out that I did not notice the first time I watched this episode, but they note that uh, "gura," as in "kim gura," means "lie" in Korean, uh,
0: which is pretty, pretty much was added in the the new uh, the new translations.
1: Yeah pretty much the best name you could have to be on The Genius, so good well, he job. Picked it for himself. I mean,
0: his name is like Kim Gung Dong or something or Kim Don, Kim, I don't know, doesn't matter. But he, I mean, but, he picked Gura for himself, so he certainly knew what it meant.
1: Yeah, it works for him and for a show that is derived from something that used to be called The Liar Game. He was pretty much the perfect person to cast on it. So you have The Liar on The Liar Game, works out great.
0: There, there you have it, perfect. Uh, we can wrap now. Which I'm still willing to do until we get our money.
1: That's right. Just get ready for us to start pitching Herbalife next week, everybody. We're going to be there. Um, uh, <laughs> well, anyway, uh, the the way this works is that there are you know periods of time between uh, the straw polls that are conducted, and essentially the straw polls are worthless. So people are using them to try to get some idea of alliances. Yeah, why do they forming? do those?
0: I, I wasn't clear on why they thought that was a good idea because no one no one's going to give away their if people are giving away their true intentions, you get a really boring game. And if people aren't giving away their true intentions, what's, what's, the, what's the point? Who's being fooled?
1: Yeah, I, I think it was purely just to have something to break up all of the negotiation time. And as it turned out, the negotiation time didn't matter at all because the whole game was settled before the clock even started. But it, it seemed to me purely like they were just going to do something to you know, have something to break up and give people more opportunity to theoretically understand where they stand and then drop out if they're at the bottom of the pole. But you're right Like it wouldn't make any sense to reveal your true intentions early on or else yeah. you know what good is it this is a game about deception so if you're going to be honest in the, that polling forget it
0: yeah so uh oh, it also gives us uh my my favorite english of this episode did you notice it on the polling booth what it said in english
1: uh, i believe it said polling booth
0: that's correct it's yeah
1: in little t- in a little tiny font i noticed that too i was like huh interesting just in case anyone who didn't speak Korean was on the cast this season. Good of them to put that there.
0: <laughs> you think they would have uh, checked into that before they, they started the first episode, but Pung, away we go.
1: Poong is walking around the main hall and finally sees that he goes, oh, thank God.
0: It's like, it's like Chris Farley and <laughs> the, the tourist on a Japanese game show with his nuts tied up to uh, to like the car battery
1: that's right Pung actually just like every reality tv contestant is from bangor maine and somehow stumbled into seoul south korea and wound up on the genius
0: uh does anybody here speak english is there a consulate (laughs) here
1: all right so into this is the this is the polling booth right here okay no problem let's do it all right
0: uh yeah so there's the polling booth uh yeah again like it just the things we see don't matter that much jinho was rallying the troops together and and some of them are lying to him and it's it's already over we we get down to it the candidates are dropping out we're down to just chang Yap and your I i don't know why people didn't find it odd that chang Yap was still in because if, if chang Yap is ostensibly in your alliance if you're jinho and you think chang Yap is, is with you wh- why hasn't he dropped out when you're it's down by like five Jake. minutes and two minutes and one minute yeah, what's going on?
1: Yeah. What are you doing? Is did he just want more TV time or something like that? I mean, that's why he's on the show to begin with. So maybe that was his cover story, but yeah, they don't really explain that. Uh, we get to the point where everyone is withdrawing. It's sort of a, a rush to withdraw after uh, who, who starts? I believe Sangman is the person who starts the rush to withdraw. So Sangman gives like a, a teary eyed speech about the beauty of, of being an electoral office candidate drops out and then there's a flood of everyone.
0: So if you're Uram, and as far as I know you might be, um have mm-hmm. never met in person, but that's true. If you're Uram and you start to realize that like King App's got some ace up his sleeve, at some point do you say to him, you know, with like a minute to go, ninety seconds to go, like, you're pretty confident, right? And he says, Yeah. You say like, All right, well, I'm no longer confident now, so if I drop out, like, will you promise not to pick me as the loser? It'll guarantee your win and that like nothing can switch it can swing away from you. I think Yap has to say yes to that, right? He has to agree to not pick you to be the the sure. deathmatch candidate.
1: Yeah, I don't see why he wouldn't. I think that genuinely, though, Yuram just figured that he had no idea what he was doing. I guess I, I think but, she thought that her team had it locked up, that Team Jinho was rock solid. But she
0: and, thought he was on her team. So, like, why is he making himself the deathmatch candidate when he otherwise wouldn't be? Because if he's really on her team and she wins, she's not going to pick him. She's going to pick someone from the other side, maybe Gura or whoever. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, it should be sending off Every alarm bell in her head.
1: It's true. I, I think they expected he would just resign last minute. And then I think we end up with just Gura as the last person to resign. Uh, yeah, but what's Gura the resigns
0: then? There's no one on the, on the so-called other side, which we know is actually like the other side is like includes your side for the most part. Right. And so I that's, think that's when you say like, all right, up, go ahead, go resign. And he says, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Then you got to go, oh, crap.
1: Yeah, that was the moment though. It's just with that four minute four minutes left is when they realize like, uh oh, we're in trouble. There's something going on with Chang Yap. And at that point I think it just wasn't enough time to actually really do enough. Or at least UrM didn't have enough time to think of that strategy and actually put it into action.
0: Right. Well Uram can't do that. But if you're anyone else, if you're Jin Ho or Qun or or Jimmy Cha and you realize this is happening at the last second that like Uram is is about to lose, keep your mouth shut.
1: Yeah, keep it shut or go make a deal with Gura.
0: Like, well, you don't even have to know, do that because, because, I mean, maybe if you want to try to get a, a chip, but at that point, they're not giving you an extra chip. There's, the chips are all assigned, so you're not getting one. But what I'm saying is, if you say anything and M gets spooked and she pulls out, you're now a potential deathmatch person, right? Like, like Yap is going to pick someone from your foursome that's not with him. He's going to pick one of those four people. But if M is, is still a candidate for election... She's definitely going to the death match, and she's not picking one of the other three. So if you're, if you're let's say, Kung Ran, you just sit there, you smile, you keep your mouth shut. Dan Foley would love this. Sit <laughs> there, look, look pretty, uh, and uh, uh, close, your, uh, close your mouth, open, open your, your eyes, and watch yes, what, what, what happens.
1: happens. And yeah. he would love it anyway, because his buddy from uh, Goromain, Poong, is going to be in the winning half, so it's great for him. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to anyone who's listening but if yeah if, if you're a big fan of where can survivor contestants are fun are from there you go
0: yeah uh so so yeah so if you're king ran you just keep your mouth shut and let your lose you can you can play stupid later you don't even have to give a confessional saying you knew it was up in fact I wouldn't because she's gonna see that in a few weeks and she's gonna say oh man king ran like really screwed me over just keep your mouth shut let it go let her lose let her pick someone from the other side for the death match. It's not going to be you. So, fine.
1: Yeah. It, it, it was also interesting to me, though, that for the entirety of the episode, Gura is not at all shy. If people ask him, he's like, yeah, I have a plan. It's already in motion. It's locked in. You're all screwed. We'll yeah. see when we get there. And it seems like no one took him seriously. Like, they see him just napping in a room, and they were just like, oh, I guess he doesn't care. But if you asked him, he would be like, no, it's because I've already won. We've already figured it out. Oh, I,
0: I care. I, it's, I'm good.
1: Yeah. It blows my mind, though. Even Jinho ho was like, Gura's not really playing. Gura doesn't seem like he's doing anything, as opposed to being like, huh, maybe Gura has a secret plan. So the Gura strategy is pretty solid, right? So uh, the I don't know why he needs to... Well, I take that back. I do
0: know why he has to change chips with Chang-yap so they don't get detected, which is a key part of the strategy, which I'll explain when I talk about the counter strategy. But Gura's strategy is pretty solid because you've got Chang-yap and Yunji who are going to be immune. Now you've got 20 chips to distribute that he ultimately uses to to get six more votes. So you split it up, and you can give three chips to everybody, and then you still have one left over each for for Chang yap and Yunji. Or I, I don't remember exactly how they did it, but that's basically it. It's it, you know three chips is a lot. The other side, once you've given those out, the other side has to offer more chips to win someone back because you're not they're not going to offer three and peel someone away from that big alliance. So. Uh, it's, it's a solid plan, using the chips and using the two immunities to get to build as big an alliance as you can. An alliance that can withstand the loss of one and maybe two people depending on what the rule is for a tie vote. Which is why they shouldn't have done this game at 12. But uh, the, the counter-strategy that I found and tell me if this makes sense to you. Yep. The reason that they have to keep this secret is because if it comes out, what you're doing. The counter-strategy to this is if you are, uh, if you're Uram, and I don't know if you would have come up with this yourself but if you're the team of Uram and and Cha, and Jinho, and and Ran, and I think Jinho's probably the best person in that group to figure this out. Maybe Cha if he gets to, like, level four thinking someday.
1: <laughs> because, like, this is slightly more complicated.
0: Look, you've got, you've got a group, of, a team of four right there. So the four of you aren't getting anything without one of Chang'e's chips right now, which you don't have. So, to you, there's a benefit in just getting one chip. So the four of you to take one chip, which is more than you would have gotten otherwise. Yep. Right? Now you've got 16 chips left. So you use that to promise each of four different people four chips. So you can have four chips come with us. You can have four chips. You can have four chips. You can have four chips. Now you've got four people being offered more than the three chips. They're now incentivized to move over to your side, and you've got eight votes locked up, which is another majority that can survive losing one or maybe two people and still, still winning the match.
1: Yep, no, I think that could work. Let's just go over the number there. So, yeah, you've got 20 to start with. They've got to play with that pool distribute. I th- I think it could work out. Well, the
0: four it, losers each get one, so that's right. You're down to sixteen, and now you can distribute those. You can even distribute them to three people if you really want to lock in three more people. Give them five chips each, right?
1: Mm-hmm. No, I think that all works. It's why it really just came down to for Gura waiting until the last moment to resign before giving them any idea that something was up.
0: Right. Well, that's I, I don't know if this if Gura figured this out. I I kind of doubt it. Um, we've had, not just since seeing the episode to think about this, but we initially saw this episode like months ago, but this is a thought I had pretty quick, I have to say after I saw this the first time, which is that, like, you just, like, you don't have to, there's no, like, magic threshold, right? Three chips will make someone vote for me. No, what makes someone vote for you, or vote the way you want them to vote, is that you are offering them more chips than anyone else is offering them. Um, It's Ostensibly, that they're going to get more garnets staying with you than staying with anyone else, so someone who's who's going to get three garnets sticking with team a or four garnets for team B is going to go with team B. Meanwhile, someone who who has a choice between zero or one is going to choose one. Right. So it yeah. takes four garnets to lure Mr. Popular. It only takes one garnet to lure Mr. Mr. Loser or whatever, Mr. Mr. Uh, isolation. But that's all you have to do. You don't have to, you don't have to beat the other teams off or you don't have to beat like what everyone else is getting. You just have to, you make your side the most appealing for each of the, the six different voters that you need to vote for your candidate. Yeah. And
1: I think that's true. It, It makes the assumption that everyone is going to just go with whoever offered them the most garnets as opposed to go with whoever gave them a good plan first, which is, as we'll see throughout the genius, you know, there are people who will just stick with their original plan to avoid uh, betraying someone. So you'd have to choose your targets carefully and try to find someone who is purely going to be motivated by saying, Hey, you know what? That's one more garnet. So it's worth it.
0: Yeah. But if you're, if you're Jinho in the Jinho group, Mm -hmm. um, then you know the the people you're tra- like Presuming, let's say you find out about this plan with uh, fifteen minutes left, or let's even say when Gura leaves and it's just Yuram and Changap. You figure it out, and you figure out who all the people are, and you can pause time and do. I mean, you have to you have to stop time, which I understand is a power that only Sangman possesses, and he's not on your side. But <laughs> pause time, and then you, um, you you make the bigger garnet offer, the the four garnet, five garnet offer, to the people who had told you they were on your side. So you make that offer to Poom. And to Minseo and who, whoever else I can't I don't I can't remember whoever the other person was obviously not Ching Yap, but you find you know that one other person, um, and you make them the big offer because those are the people who have been working with you. They're conflicted anyway, and you could say to them, Look, you're going to wind up having lied to somebody because you lied to me, but you don't have to lie to me. Be honest with me. Here's some extra. Here I'll pay you to to be lying to them instead of to me. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I think I could work. I think it's Yunji who is that extra person, but. In any case, it, it could have worked. Okay, so for Yungi, you, say, you me say that. Hey,
0: we'll give you immunity and we'll give you garnets. Again, I'm presuming you know exactly what their plan is. Yeah. Let's say, let's say like, Minseo accidentally tells you, which I think is the most likely way you figure it out. He goes, Oh, and um, so you guys still haven't figured out that the plan is that we're going to do this and that Chang Yap's going to get elected and Chang Yap and Yunji will be saved. And I want to also get three garnets. And, oh, I shouldn't have said that.
1: <laughs> uh, it, it, and it, at this point, it really just came down to for these guys playing they were of the impression that one good plan would be all that it takes. And once they made one good plan, they put the blinders on and said, let's just carry this out to the end. And were pretty, you pretty know, unwilling to see the uh, the evidence that was in front of them. But there was another plan in motion that had other people very relaxed, thinking that it was going to work.
0: It's interesting. You're going to get to like... Uh, you figure if, the, if people are paying attention, and especially getting to later seasons where people have had time to think about strategies for these games... That you're going to get to a Nash equilibrium eventually, where you're going to have games where like, like, you don't know how many levels the person's thinking. Like, like Rock, Paper, Scissors is a good example of a Nash equilibrium, where you know, I know you know I know you, but like, what level are you at? I don't know what level you're at, so I don't know where I should play, because if, uh, you know, if you think I'm throwing rock, then you're going to throw, uh, throw paper, but if you know that I think that, then you know I'm going to throw paper, so you're going to throw scissors, so no, I should throw rock. So you'll, you'll get to that, that Nash equilibrium at some point, I suspect um, with games of strategy like this, where you you have a uh, you you don't know you have to know sort of what level you have to anticipate what level your opponents on, and that that gets to a point where it's impossible to do. Does
1: that makes sense. Yeah, it, it essentially it, it's the it question. It should make sense. Like, I'm not the one of
0: us who's been drinking. <laughs>
1: that's right. Everything you say at this point, I'm going to be like, I'm, I mean, that's rock salad. You got it, Scott. Nailed it. Uh, we'll see that you know very soon with death matches that are going to come up in subsequent episodes where. You know, this all becomes what do I think my opponent thinks I am going to do? Well,
0: you see that so, a little bit when I mean, we saw that in this this death match. Um, yeah, just like we'll with rock and
1: certainly it's going to come up. But well, there, well, some we saw,
0: are against, that way. against Jung Moon, um, you know, thinking leveling up, she said, "I'm going to throw rock." Right? What did she? I'm going to throw. Rock? She said, "I'm going to throw." Uh, I can't remember. They both threw paper. But I have to remember what she said she was going to throw over this to make sense. But let's say, hypothetically, she said she was going to throw scissors, which she didn't, I don't think. Yeah. So she said she was going to throw paper and then.
1: All
0: right, I'm turning to Mike Francesa here. Wait, hang on. Let me count to 42. One, two, three.
1: <laughs> now, you have to, now you have to rank the Rocky movies and the Star Wars movies if you want this to be a Francesa podcast.
0: What, what, what is the Star Wars movie now? Are they with them before? What the hell is that? How do they know it's four? What are, what are they doing? You listen I, to Francesa?
1: I do. We have to cut this. So let's cut this part of the podcast. I
0: will not let's... cut this part. I listen to oh, here in Chicago that always plays uh, the Francesa bits that are the the most stupid. Do and they I feel like they, I wind up listening to more Francesa than this show? Yeah, boys
1: play cuts from Francesa. That's fantastic. You should I listen see. to Boys
0: and Bernstein. It's the it's like it's beyond sports talk. It's like I mean they first of all they they harass their callers and. Like the greatest way possible. Like if they get a dumb caller, they'll just make fun of the caller. Well
1: that that's what Francesa does too. That's sort of the highlight of the show is him attacking his callers.
0: No, this is not like Francesa. This is like in good fun but mean spirited, if that makes sense. Mm. It's like good, mean spirited
1: fun. (laughs) I feel like that is well, Francesa is not even in good fun, it's just purely mean spirited. He's not fun. Yeah, he's just angry and insulting. Let me give you forty-two
0: numbers that explain why I'm the best. One, two, yeah, they
1: always, is it's he just like himself
0: a sports pump? where does that come from no Isn't
1: it's him? not from him it, it's from the fans he just calls himself New York's number one
0: <laughs> from what I've heard it's more like he's more like a number two well
1: that's he would he would not he would take that very seriously he would be offended
0: <laughs> so uh, we find out eventually that uh, yeah that it is specifically Jin Ho, Koon Ran, Cha and Uram who are the losers and uh, Uram has a hard time at first determining who exactly has turned on her uh, was it Jin ho to Jin ho turn? no Jin ho was solid
1: yeah, then Jin ho tries to pin it on Kyungran, but Kyungran hears that and comes out uh in one of the first times that you know we we see a really stormy Kyungran reaction to something uh she comes storming out here and and is very angry at the suspicion that she is done anything wrong yeah she uh
0: didn't she do that in episode one wasn't there something where she was
1: Uh, Well, in any case, what we definitely have seen through two episodes is that she is willing to fight back. If somebody says something that she doesn't like, she is going to be right there in your face to talk about it.
0: How many glasses of wine did you have before we started today, Mike?
1: Uh, Why do you ask?
0: One, two, (laughs) three, (laughs) four, five, six. Rock
1: rock solid podcasting right
0: now. (laughs) So we go to the death match, and yay, it's the winning streak game, again.
1: Yeah, so this is pretty rare, I'd say. In the genius, it is not often that you're going to get two of the same death match in a row. And I, I don't, you know, it'd, it'd be interesting to ask the producers like why they decided to start off with two of the same game, because this isn't, you know, a particularly, you know, noteworthy or you know, interesting game from some of the ones that we're going to see later in the season. But here it is; it's the exact same as last time around. And you've got to think, based on the fact that there were two alliances and one was bigger than the other that Yuram is going to be in trouble because Minseo was in the bigger of the two alliances going into it. Yes, and she probably should have been, but uh, it
0: turns out through a, a twist that will be revealed right now that she was able to secure all the people in the middle. She was able to take the middle chunk of people um, from, because uh, her, her alliance was spread nicely such that there were only three people separating them, so between her three friends And plus Sangmin, Sungyu, and Changyap, she'll be able to make a streak of six, which could not be beaten. And uh, and she's able to secure Sangmin and Sungyu with uh, cold hard cash, the garnets. And uh, Minseo did not think to lock that down, bad on her part. And uh, she was able to convince Changyap that they'll be able to work together moving forward, that she'll be an asset to him.
1: Yeah, and I think that was just good negotiating on her part. She figured out specifically who she needed to target because she knows exactly who goes when. You know, she had the resources. This game put plenty of cash out on the table for people to play with, and she used it. So I'd say good on her. That was just good play by Uram.
0: Yeah, and Minseo should not have assumed that it was all gonna work for her. I mean, she's all right. I got I got enough friends. I'll be okay.
1: Yeah, especially her because she's the person last week who saw the value of giving someone a garnet to you know win them over in a death match, and she seemingly did absolutely nothing of that when it came to this week.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why she was ranked last in our, in our ranking. She did not
1: seem to have the potential to do well, and she lived up to that. So. Uh, and then, just like you mentioned, this is the payoff to our you know, show-long cliffhanger of where does the Garnet contract come from. It comes from Uram writing it up, and Singman, uh, you know, with a big grin, shows it to the camera. Like a look, daddy, I made this for you in pre kindergarten. Check out the contract, put it on the refrigerator. I did something good. Were,
0: were you super like interested in where that was going? It did not grab me at all.
1: Yeah, you know. I neither time watching this episode did I care much about it,
0: especially um, since
1: through the pixelation, you
0: could clearly see whose name was written on the um, <clears throat> no, in I, Korean. No, I don't think so. I think I can read Korean through pixelation.
1: <laughs> so you're like I've been memorizing Korean characters all week, and clearly that was a Uram. <laughs> that is a capital Uram. <laughs> That's right. It was block letters. She didn't even do it in cursive, so I could tell right away what it was.
0: So, any any final words for Minseo?
1: No, she didn't really show us very much. Um, we'll we'll see if we ever see her again. But yeah, through two episodes, was not particularly impressed with what she brought to the table.
0: But if you're looking to buy some artwork.
1: That's right. Millions of dollars pass through her hand every day. Uh, She's probably, but she not millions of garnets.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she dropped like a $3 million of Millions of dollars have uh, passed through <laughs> her hands. <laughs> She's the one who knocked Steve Wynn's elbow into that, uh, into that uh, Picasso.
1: <laughs> That's right. <She>, Minseo, single handedly <laughs> responsible for ruining valuable artwork. Here she is on the genius. All right. So should we rank the remaining
0: uh, 11 players? All right, let's do it. Anything we want to get to before we do that?
1: No, I say that's about it. We covered pretty much everything from the episode. This is a you know a good foundational episode of the Genius, but there's much better stuff to come. As this we is not a great season. episode
0: of the Genius, yeah. Oh, and before I, in case I ever get later, I should say, Mike, we've been lining up. Uh, we, we've been putting together the list of which guests we're going to have. We have some, um, and I don't want to. I don't want to speak for them beforehand because there there are certainly legitimate reasons why anyone could pull out. I guess so. I don't want to name them ahead of time we've got some good people lined up and we've, we've got their episodes picked and we've got uh, um, that'll be coming up um, uh, starting in probably about two weeks. Probably episode yep. four. we'll welcome our first guest. And I believe we'll have guests for all, but maybe one or two episodes from there through the end of the season.
1: Yeah. Including some of the folks who introduced us to this show. So it should and be good. Cool. Familiar talk, faces. Yeah. Talk to some of the veterans. Yep. 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 So,
0: okay. So, so be excited for that. Let's uh, let's rank them. We got, we got numbers one. Uh, let me click my pen. There we go. Numbers one through eleven. One, two, three, four, five, six, it's seven, eight. Full Francissa
1: here. Nine. Ten. I, I will happily 11. be the mad, the mad dog to your mic in this circumstance right now. Who the, the hell just, is that? Stop, stop talking like this the entire time. Uh, so Why don't you be year- the Hoda Codby to my to my <laughs> Kathy Lee, the show used to be called Mike and the Mad Dog. He need a partner named Chris Russo, who's a oh, high right, okay. voice. Yeah, guy. I know. We used
0: to have a partner, so that was Mad Dog. Yeah, and they're getting back together, right?
1: They're doing a charity benefit for Madison Square Garden. Like, uh, wait, like for the building? Exactly. Now, thankfully, the money does not go to Madison Square Garden. They have a charity that, that is paying to bring them together for a night. So okay. they're going to do a show at Radio City, and it's actually probably the hottest ticket in New York right now, other than Hamilton the musical. So it's going to be a big deal.
0: Uh, If go to go to the house of like anyone who's at that thing, you can get in real easy. The combination lock is one, two, three, (laughs) four, five. Anyone (laughs) who wants to pay big money to go see Mike Francesa and Mad Dog live,
1: yeah, I I considered it, but thankfully decided not to spend any money to actually go to that. But again, that number one,
0: two, three, (laughs) four, five—the kind of number an idiot would put on his luggage.
1: The the Venn diagram of people who both love the genius and love Mike Francesa and Sports Talk Radio. They are loving this podcast right now. Uh, unfortunately, though, I think that that overlap is literally just me, Scott. So we'll see. If you know who Mike Francesa is and you're listening to this podcast, send us a tweet. I'd be curious to hear about it.
0: We may not have that many who like uh, the sports pope, but we might have. Uh, I'm sure we have listeners who like the actual pope. So that's something.
1: There you go. There you go. Our Catholic listenership. Wait a second. Wait a
0: second. If you're if you want people to tweet you because they listen to Francesa, if you are a Bors and Bernstein fan, let me know. I want to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, all right, let's do it. Let's do our yeah. power rankings.
0: Great. Great. All right. Well, I'm putting Kim Gura first.
1: Yeah, Gura had a great... I mean, he got a lot of naps in. He pretty much dominated strategically for this episode. A no great way. showing he, for Gura.
0: He just forced his plan right through. It was great. We had him and Cha basically tied for the lead last time. I think it's clear now who the top dog is. Or I'm sorry, who the mad dog is? That's right. No, mad dog is not in first, though. Who the Mike Francesa? Francesca's number one. Mike Francesca, Because he's number one. That's right.
1: No, number two in New York now is actually Michael Kay, who is the Yankees play by play announcer and does the radio show for ESPN radio. So he would be our, our number two in this circumstance. And in this case, I, I, you know, I'm going back and forth here. I think I'd blog. still probably put Jimmy Cha in number two because he, really? yeah, well, he's shown that he still has the allegiances of a huge group of people. And a lot of folks want to work it's with not him. not a huge group, though. He had the allegiance
0: of three people and at least one of them without thinking him the whole time
1: yeah allegiance is maybe the wrong word but he clearly has the ear and the respect of a lot of people even I if they Sang chose just, just based to. on the money i think sangman's in the second spot I'm putting Sangman. Uh, what, what did he do this
0: episode he though he like with gura. he's gonna do with gura there was no fallout for the garnet heist right that's no one true said, like, i'm not working with sangman because of what he did they were all uh, people were saying like oh like he's fun he's he's a great guy whatever
1: no fallout, but he, he's trying to build this relationship with sung Yu. and through two episodes, sung Yu is saying, I do not trust this slimy guy at all. So uh, we'll see what happens from that, but it, I don't know. Through two episodes, I haven't seen. Uh, he, he's doing fine. He's there with Gura. He's in a, a group of smart people, but I'm not super impressed so far.
0: All right, so who's in second place? Could it be someone from the Losing Alliance? I mean, it's got yeah. to be someone from the Power
1: Alliance. That, that's why I'm saying Jimmy Chaz is still in my sort of, you know, nice second-place slot at this point. You know, I'm docking him from last week where I, I agreed that he was basically really solid in that first tier. But for this week, I would say he's still you know, an I'd active on, figure. People are coming I'd, to him.
0: I put him under statement. I just I think that being on the losing side and having a group of eight willing to betray, willing to, to oppose you, you, you can't be that high. I mean, there might be worse players on the winning team, but they're not all worse. They're not all in worse shape than one of the people who is mm-hmm. marginalized like that. So I don't think anyone from that minority can be in the top few spots. And I, I don't think there's anyone but Sangman, you can say, was the second best player on the winning team this week.
1: Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I still think at this point through two episodes, Sangman is coming off as a little slimy, and I'm not sure if he's going to you know, engender trust when we get to episodes three, four, and who knows. But, so we'll see.
0: But can he make it work, I guess is the question. Can he, uh, can he make that work?
1: And then, uh, for me, for everybody, pretty much everybody else, I can give you my you know, list of people at the bottom. Okay, but let's there's do that. A, a very mushy middle still. We'll do the bottom.
0: We'll see if that'll help us uh, figure out um, where, the, where the middle is right now.
1: All right, let's do it. So uh, despite the fact that he won this week, I would say Chang Yap is pretty close to the bottom. Uh, he did not do anything of note here. He pretty much just got railroaded by Gura.: What about Pung? Yeah. Pung, Pung really betrayed hard four people. So yeah, Punga comes off looking pretty rough, so he isn't in that, that bottom tier right now as well. So you put Ching up um, in, in last place? Uh, I, I'm just thinking about this as a tier right now, and he's definitely in my bottom tier. I don't know that he's necessarily in last place because he did end up just uh, stumbling his way into a win, but he, but he also betrayed a lot of people and came off you know, not particularly looking very good for having done it other than this one-episode victory
0: i got to put Yuram down there, too. I think she's the worst player of the four in the losing group, um, which automatically makes you a candidate for worst player in the game.
1: Mm -hmm. That's fair. I'd give her a lot of credit for good negotiating and being pretty sound in the death match, just figuring out what she needed to do to survive and and doing it. So I give her some credit for that. I don't put her quite at the bottom.
0: Okay, so you think change out, Chang, out, boom, Yuram. I don't know anything that Yunji's doing, so I don't know what to do with her.
1: Um, Yeah, I... I, I, she, we barely saw her in this episode. She yeah. gets a token of life just by virtue of getting one over to the Alliance. So she's just kind of there. I have her somewhere in the middle. Uh, I have right, Sung you know Yu somewhere in the middle, but sort of a little bit higher since he seems to have good relationships with pretty much everybody.
0: And maybe good instincts. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll go with Cheng-Yong for last place because not only, despite winning this episode, um, not only uh, did he kind of just like let himself be used, but he also did betray the people who who, you know, thought that they were with him. So there are four people left feeling pretty sore at him. So, okay, I'll put him in
1: last. And uh, you want to say, for similar reasons, Poong would have to be second to last? Yeah, anyone who'd betray that many people when the name of the game is just don't uh, stand out as someone to pull into a deathmatch with you, you got to say it probably wasn't the best idea.
0: I'll put Uram in ninth then. So working up from there.
1: Yeah, and Um, then for me, everybody else is sort of interchangeable at this point. It's still pretty early. You know, we're two, two games in, so they haven't really distinguished themselves that well for me yet.
0: Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you Cha in three. I'm still going to keep Sangman in second place. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, like, I guess there's not a lot of distinguishing, but like, like you can say, like, Qingran was in the losing team, but she seemed good within the losing team, whereas like Jung Moon didn't do anything with the winning team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, yeah, that's true. Uh, Jin Ho right, started showing some
1: flashes of, of thought yeah, and yeah, strategy. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, good good, good on I forgot him. about
0: Jin Ho. I feel like I'm forgetting someone else, uh, but maybe I'm not. All right, so I'm going to put Sung Yu in four. I agree he had good instincts. He's managed to come up on the right side in two main matches so far, including winning the first one. Uh, all right, and so we've got – where is Jin Ho? Is Jinho closer to the top or the bottom right now? Because he seems to be a good thinker, but he also seems to be out of the loop socially.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I'd put him closer to the top uh, just for the fact that he was willing to take a stand and try to build allegiances which is you know it seems like it's gonna be pretty important here that he he was willing to come up with an idea and try to act on it so I'll give him some credit for that
0: all right so then I'll put him towards the top of the blob in fifth place
1: um, uh, q ran more towards the top of the bottom uh, I say towards the top she's somebody else who you know is actively playing the game although um, she has not been on the winning side for a little while now, but I still give her some credit for being active. She's clearly very smart, and you know, we'll see if anything comes from it. All right, and then we've got Yunji and uh, Jung-moon, who... Um, yeah, neither did very much. I'd put Yunji above Jung-moon just because yun negotiated herself to a token of life for this episode, so it's a pretty good position to be in. Uh, she didn't offend anybody in getting there, so good on her. So I'm sorry, you said who, who is higher? Yunji a little bit higher. Okay. Just she got herself that token of life out of this episode. And it's, you know, now that I say that, she did, in fact, betray her alliance to get herself, there. Uh, but... to
0: really being... So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Jung Moon in seventh, Yuji in eighth. So you want to hear the rundown? Let's do it. Okay. So I've got Gura, Sangmin, Cha, Sung Yoo, Jin Ho, in the middle, sixth place, Jung Moon. Yunji, Yuram, Pung, and bringing up the rear, Choi Chang-yap.
1: Pretty good. Pretty stamp good. It. That's our it's hard I mean, it. it is hard. That's it our cast.
0: The middle of it doesn't mean that much. Like what's, what's really significant is you've got that tier at the bottom, which I think is Yuram, Pung, and Chang-yap. You've got the, the tier at the top, which is Gura, all by himself. And then aside from that, from like 2 to 8, I can't argue too much if you want to move people around.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's still early. People are you know following the Genius games advice of, you know, don't stand out for the wrong reasons too early. Take your time to strike. So you got a lot of people just thinking through, what can I do to survive and not get chosen for the death match? And good on them, nothing wrong with doing that. This will get easier we go
0: on, I suspect, for two reasons. One, we'll know the, the contestants better and what they're doing. And second, when there's like four people to rank, you know it's it's easier to say like this person's better than that person. Um, you know I feel like if we took any subset, Four people out of here, it probably would be a lot easier to, to rank that group of four than to rank the entire 11. So, yeah, uh, all right, anything else to add for episode two?
1: No, no, I would just say, uh, we will, you know, for the time being, we'll, we'll see if we end up, uh, only having one death match as the same deathmatch for every episode this season. Uh, spoiler alert, no, we won't. No. You know, <laughs> we're gonna get a new death match pretty soon, so yeah. hopefully, it ends up being. Uh, something better than rock paper scissors, but that remains to be seen. Let's see what we get.
0: Yeah, and uh, again, I we said this before, but this is not this is not one of the episodes that made people
1: like like poop their pants at how great this show is. Okay. So that's uh, right. Episode one has like some great moments, like the Garnet heist. Episode two has pretty much nothing. It so. has Gura taking a nap.
0: Yeah, I mean, you just have to. I, I feel like episode two is one where you guys got to sort of like take it take it on faith. Like we're we're going places with this.
1: Yeah. And in fact, we're going to Pestilence Land and Famine Land next week. Buy your train tickets. Get your Because we're bread. getting on board. We're getting some bread. <laughs> right. So you'll hear from us soon about that. And hopefully you'll continue your watch along as we progress our way through Season 1.
0: All right. So again, uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm at who is Scott Green. Mike is at Michael Botta, B-O-T-T-A. Uh, we, uh, we love when you tweet at us. It makes us feel important. Uh, how much money do we get per tweet again?
1: Still zero. Continues to be zero.
0: I got to fire my agent. That's right. Um, I got to hire and then fire an agent. Although, uh, (laughs) I should have uh, agreed to pay him a percentage instead of a flat fee. That was my second mistake (laughs) with my agent.
1: Uh, I hear Jinsock is available, though.
0: (laughs) No, actually, uh, my agent is, uh, is, uh, I believe uh, she said she's an experienced auctioneer so uh, I thought
1: that was a good... Right. She's, she's great under pressure. Millions of dollars through her hands because she keeps <laughs> dropping things worth millions of dollars.
0: Our next item up for bid is this Ming Vaza. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, no. Oh. Our next item up
0: for bid is a, uh, is a Picasso.
1: Oh, disaster.
0: How much for this gavel? <laughs> All
1: right, folks. Well, we, we will talk to you soon with episode three with Pestilence Land and Famine Land. And uh, until then, I will say fighting
0: fighting